Imagine if being sick meant you were unworthy to be in the presence of God and other people. What if there was no known cure? Let's talk about that. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. The pandemic was an incredibly difficult time. We saw loved ones get terribly sick, some recovered, and others unfortunately passed away. We would have given anything for a cure, but sadly, there wasn't one. Instead, it meant isolation, fear, frustration. Society as we knew it changed dramatically. We couldn't gather in church or with other family members. For some of us, it was incredibly hard. And for others, we're still dealing with the fallout from the last two years. I am so thankful to be able to hug my loved ones again, to worship and serve at church. Those moments of connection are priceless. And you could imagine what it would be like if that isolation continued for the rest of your life. Thankfully, even when we couldn't gather in person, we found other ways to connect. And even though the church couldn't gather together in a building, we could still worship in unity from our homes. But imagine if the illness or even the threat of sickness kept you out of God's presence entirely and away from society. That was the case for men and women during the time of Moses and Jesus who had a horrible contagious bacterial skin disease that deformed the skin, caused open sores, and attacked the nervous system, causing you to feel no pain. The Law of Moses prevented so-called lepers from being in contact with others and worshiping at the temple. They were outcast, forced to live outside society with the hopes that their condition would heal itself. If that happened, they could go to a priest who would pronounce them clean, and enable them to rejoin the community and worship God again. They were required to wear torn clothes, leave their hair wild and uncombed, and shout, UNCLEAN! anytime anyone came near them. This gives us a bit more context when we see Christ meet with someone who is both sick and isolated. Luke chapter 5, verse 12. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. What's remarkable is this man, who is horribly affected with this disease, is able to recognize Jesus for who he truly is. There were people walking and teaching with Christ who didn't even fully grasp it. And yet, when this poor sick soul lifted up his head, he saw a Savior. You see this in the way he presents himself, his face pressed into the dirt, tears streaming down his face. You see this in the way he names Jesus, Lord. He recognizes both his power and position. You see it in his faith. If you are willing, you can heal me. For this man, it's not a matter of can Jesus heal him, it's a matter of will he. He never questions the ability of Christ, he says you can. And finally, we see it in the way he recognizes the divine nature of Jesus. He sees Jesus as the Son of God because he says, and make me clean. The purification process of someone who was recovered from leprosy could only be done through sacrifice and with a high priest. This man sees his Savior, the one who can heal him and redeem him, the eternal high priest and the perfect sacrifice for our sins. And the response that Jesus gave this man is the same response he gives to us. When we humble ourselves, recognize our Savior for who he is, the Lord of all. When we ask in full faith and we know that Jesus has the incredible power to heal our hearts, redeem our lives, and save our souls. 
The Bible says Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Only Christ, in his perfection, could touch our corruption, erase it, redeem it, and heal us. Only Jesus is able to embrace us as sinners and clothe us in righteousness. The priest of the temple didn't have the power to heal this man. The law of Moses had kept him isolated on the outskirts of town, but with Jesus, all things can be made new. Only a Savior could break through the barriers of sickness, isolation, and sin to save this man and restore him. But Jesus didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill it. That's why scripture says Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what happened. He said, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. Jesus wanted this man to be fully restored in the eyes of his community, as well as in the eyes of God. That's why he says, go directly to the priest to be pronounced clean. Jesus was still obeying and submitting to the law and scripture. Verse 15 says, The report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. How do you recognize Jesus? This part of Luke captures so many of the dynamics that should exist in our relationship with Christ. Do you humble yourself before God? Do you have full faith in Jesus and his ability to change your life? When you look at Christ, do you see him as your Lord and Savior? And finally, are you ready to embrace his will for your life, even if it possibly doesn't line up with your expectations? This is what it means to meet and know Jesus. And I pray that you have met him and that you truly know him. But remember, there were people who saw this whole exchange and still didn't recognize Christ as their Lord and Savior. No, they saw a good man an excellent teacher, a way to power, a way to fame, a source of income, a unexplainable miracle worker or a doctor. They looked at Jesus through their own ambitions, desires, and greed, and they were blinded to the truth. It was only when they laid all that down, recognized their incredible need, that they saw Christ as he truly was and is, the Lord and Savior of all. I pray that is how you see him. There's this remarkable moment in Luke when Peter meets Jesus. He's tired after a long night of fishing. The whole thing, a bust. Hours and hours of hard work with nothing to show for it. Until Jesus. Christ shows up and says, try going out deeper. Put your nets down there. Now, for all Peter knows of this Jesus guy is that he doesn't look like a fisherman. But he is related to some of his fishing buddies. But what he's saying to do makes no sense. Normally, the fish that were netted in shallow water at night and would then move where it was too deep to catch them during the day. I mean, that's the whole reason they were working the late night shift was to catch the fish. For whatever reason, Peter recognizes that Jesus has some authority. So he calls him master. In verse 5, Peter says, if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. But this time, the nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. Both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. Without Jesus, nothing. With Jesus, two boats so full that they're sinking in the water. 
Notice the difference in the way Peter speaks to Jesus now that he truly sees him. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. Instantly kneeling with humility and respect. Recognition of Jesus as the Lord, the Holy One, and acknowledgement of his desperate need and sin. He saw God as so good, it hurt him to even compare himself to Christ. And what does Jesus say? Don't be afraid. Follow me. I want you to help me connect more people to God. Jesus embraces a tired, dirty, failing fisherman and turns him into a disciple, a leader of the early church. And Peter submits to God's will, even though it looks completely different than everything he has ever known or aspired to be. We see this in verse 11. And as soon as they had landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Talk about one incredible boat ride. Here's the big takeaway. Jesus meets us where we are at. He is not shocked, surprised, or disgusted by our sin or our sickness. He already sees us as we truly are, and he loves us so much, he doesn't want us to stay that way. He wants to embrace us, redeem us, save us, and put us on the path to fulfill his divine purpose for our life. We are just like the leopard. We are just like Peter. We need Jesus to make us clean. And for some of us, it may be so obvious. People can clearly see our need. And for others of us, it may be more internal, hidden, but still a quiet, desperate need that needs to be fulfilled. The question is this, will we humble ourselves enough to recognize the supreme authority of Jesus, recognize our desperate need for a loving Savior to redeem us from our sin, and have the faith to believe Christ is everything he says he is? and the obedience to fulfill his will for our life, even if it means leaving everything we know behind. My encouragement to you is this. Lay it all at the feet of Jesus. In our weakness, he is made strong. It may feel like you're giving up a lot, but the truth is this. You're gaining absolutely everything. And it's only found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can truly make us clean. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for joining us today. I want to encourage you to read Luke chapter 5 on your own. Spend some time in prayer and reflection. Also, you can check out honestlyradio.com to join us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Also at honestlyradio.com, you can find all the podcast apps we're on where you can download the show for free. I want to encourage you to connect with God daily in prayer, in your Bible, and through attendance and service at a local church. Allow Christ to begin building your faith. Thank you for joining us today on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.